see. Let me bring you in. All right. Yancy, hey, hey. how are you? I am great. Thank you once again for taking some time out of your busy schedule to say yes to the podcast. I'm super excited. I'm very honored to be here, truly. Thank you for asking me. Uh, no problem. No problem. Well, let's go ahead and get started because I want to be respectful of your time. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight on IG Live. First of all, let me say uh, I heard this young lady on Mental Dialogue. Shout out to uh, Montoya Smith. I listen to his podcast. Still hey, Montoya. Yeah, right. So this was maybe a couple of years ago, maybe mm -hmm. four, four or five, maybe. Um, been a big fan of the show. I agree with everything this young lady had to say about relationships. And I was like, who is this? I have to follow. I have to stay in touch. Uh, and I think I seen a video or something and uh, or I heard Montoya give you a shout out or something. I don't know. And then I was just like, OK, I have to follow. So from that day forward, so I've been following this young lady for a while. Let me also say that uh, she's a YouTuber. She's a voiceover artist, event host, and a public speaker. She's all about self-love, abundant life, and relationships. She's the author of the eBooks Take Back Control, Get Your Life Together <clears throat> in 30 Days, and Why Women Love Assholes. <laughs> that's that part of the anatomy it's f voice okay <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very interesting <laughs> and uh the book first date 101 a man's guide to dating a man brave hearts community i welcome to you yancy thank you so much that was so nice you actually made me blush i don't know if you can see i'm blushing I appreciate the intro. That was so nice. Yeah, I only want to bring the best. Um, so this this topic, relationships are in a state of emergency. I want to talk about this because there was, I, I watched a bunch of your YouTube videos. They're all my homework. And I figured that you would you be did. the best person <laughs> to discuss this topic. First of all, uh, what was Yancey like as a little girl growing up? And what were you like before marriage? Okay, so, oh, that's, there's a lot I could say, but I would say this. I was a huge ball of energy. My mom said that I didn't walk. I ran everywhere or skipped, and uh, I didn't laugh. I would squeal. I was just very energetic, and I was obsessed with love. Like, five years old, I was hating on my parents, like, bitter, because I was sitting on the couch by myself, and they clearly had a partner. So I have always been obsessed with love. And yeah, that that's my earliest memory. And I remember everyone else in my, you know, circle, my peer group was like, I want to be a firefighter, or I want to be a nurse, or I want to be a teacher. And I was like, I want to be a wife. <laughs> <laughs> my parents just made it seem so awesome having a spouse and raising children. My mom just embodied just she was like June Cleaver, you know, meets <laughs> Mother Teresa. She just oh my god that was all i wanted so that's how i would sum up yancy um i moved like every two years because of my dad's job he got transferred a lot and so i constantly was making new friends and so for me it, i feel it helped me relate to people a lot more because i'd be like hey i'm yancy and this is what it is and you know i just jump into new circles so i love meeting new people because of that i think it's why hmm. um and then you said the other part was uh 
uh you said before, before marriage right yeah like what were you like during your single years like or before because i think you said you were what 20 how old were you when you first married were you 23 you were I, young. yeah i was 23 so i jokingly say i got married right out of the womb obviously in the christian community if you are past like 1920 you're like an old maid it's just like this unspoken thing and the reason let's just be honest the reason why a lot of christian singles get married young is because of the verse that paul says it's better to marry than to burn so and they don't mean burn in hell they mean they're down there <laughs> and i don't mean with the disease right exactly so you know what i'm talking about the church folks know the lingo so that's like a, that was a huge push you don't want to sin you don't want to be immoral so let's just hurry up and get married so i could not wait um my dating experience was next to non-existent. Hey, shout out the PA show. I see some of my people in here. Hey guys, hey Mandel. Um, and so um, my parents said, do not date in high school. Do not date in high school. So it was a big, big deal. Even when I got asked to prom, uh, my parents forbade me to go because a gentleman that I had a crush on who had a crush on me uh, was Catholic. And so my, you know, we were Christian. They were, it was the whole thing. So I, gift going to prom because I did not want to go if it wasn't with my crush shout out to Robbie and uh <laughs> and they said stay single in college please they're like we can't make you think single but it basically was like wink 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 stay single mm. um and they're like just focus on your school because so many women go to school fall in love and they drop out or get pregnant or whatever so they're like if you can please just focus on school so the second I got my diploma, I got my MRS. That's what I like to say. <laughs> I got married like the second I got out. So I graduated in 02 uh, from Cal State Fullerton. And then I got married in 03. So got engaged after three months of knowing this dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm telling all the tea today. Good that's, Lord. Well, like six know, minutes in. <laughs> that, well, that's what we do because we want to know. Everybody wants to know about your story because you have a very interesting story. I was married at 24. So, right there, neck and neck. Yeah, I tell people too. I, I guess I was married out the womb. I guess I spent most of my life married, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, I get it. Uh, why do you feel like relationships are in a state of emergency? And, and how do we get here? Yeah. So honestly, I feel that the way I'll, I'll ask the second part first, mm -hmm. I, I, without being churchy, I feel like the reason why we got here is because we actually have gotten away from a lot of the principles, you know, of the Bible. And this is what I'll say before people start clocking out, because it's so funny whenever I say God, Jesus, whatever, I see my numbers like go down. But before you clock out, okay, mm -hmm. a lot of the not a lot, I think all of the major world religions, the ones that are respected, not like the outliers and things like that. But almost all of the major world religions agree on certain tenets. So those are the tenets that I speak about. I just subscribed to the Bible. So that's what I'm speaking about. But a lot of those tenets are things like do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And so the main thing is that, why well, I would say there's a couple of reasons why. Okay. One, people do not have a relationship with God and it leaves this massive cavity in their soul. And people, I call it a mirage um, because I don't know if you ever heard this, but if you are severely dehydrated, it can, your, your feeling that you have of dehydration can also feel like a hunger pain. So imagine someone who's like mm -hmm. severely dehydrated and not even severely, they, they don't have to be severely dehydrated, but let's just say you're dehydrated. You might feel it's a hunger pain. So you go eat chips and then you go eat an apple and then you do all this stuff. But really it's, it's water that your body needs, right? Mm -hmm. Same way in our spirits we have a deprivation and our, our um, hunger signal is different for other people, for everybody. For mm -hmm. you, it might mean, it might come across as, oh, it's a sexual urge. 
for me, it might be an urge to, to um, overly consume alcohol or take drugs. Someone else, it might be fame. There is this craving inside that people want to satisfy and they don't realize it's that we're not connected to a power source. So we're trying to get juice and we're not even plugging into the wall. We're plugging into all everything but the, the plug in the wall, right? So that's the first thing. So you're already starting out. Sorry, I'm speaking so quickly, but okay. No, uh, you preaching. I, do you I, have an offering? I get fired up. <laughs> do, you have, do you have like a little offering plate that a we can offering pass? Offering we can pass. <laughs> the cash app is. <laughs> so they have this this you know void in their spirit. Mm -hmm. so now they're going out into the world. Not only are they uh, having this void in their spirit, but they don't have any conviction as far as right and wrong. So you're taking people who need something desperately. Now they're moving in a state of desperation. And I don't see you as my brother. I don't see you as my humankind. I see you as a source. I see you as a mm -hmm. wallet. And there's some Louboutins I need. So I'm going to take it from you. You see me as a source. Oh, she got a big old booty. Okay, cool. I need sex from her. And now we're walking around looking at people like commodities. We don't see a soul within. And we are just leaving a wake of of destroyed individuals in you know we're leaving destroyed individuals in our wake and mm -hmm. so the the cycle keeps going because that hunger pain's not gone so you're never satisfied you're never getting enough sex you're never getting enough money you're never getting enough whatever or or let's just say she's not materialistic and going for money it's the fantasy this was mine it's the fantasy <laughs> of the relationship if i can mm -hmm. just get that wedding ring if i could just get that husband then I'll feel good. And you're never, you're going to have these unrealistic expectations of another human being who's walking this earth with you. Mm -hmm. So that is my answer to why we are here. But the good side is, is that if we now have identified what the problem is, we can actively come up with a solution. Mm. Oh, so many. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's great because I, and I, I tell people that you know, that's an unfair burden to put on anybody to be your everything, to be your source. Like nobody can, nobody Look. can that burden, right? You will burn everybody out. I need you to breathe for me. Life. I need you to eat for me. I need you to sleep for me. I'm living my own life, boo-boo. Like I can't do that for both of us. Like, nah. Yeah, right? Yeah, I love that because, yeah, if we... Yeah, I'm not gonna start. no no church stuff. I'm not gonna do I'll any say, church. I'll say you know we gonna get fired up. Yeah, but yeah, no, but I got you, and I I, do, I definitely appreciate that because there's a lot of people that we leave wounded on our trail for trying to uh, seek more or seek something, and there are so many people that we leave hurt behind us, uh, but we and don't then, know. And then we have the nerve, right? So we leave all these dead bodies, so to speak, right? And mm -hmm. then have the nerve to to complain about tripping all over the dead bodies. Look at all these dead bodies on the floor. Oh, I, bro, you you shot about 15 of them yourself. Like, sis, you like assassinated about 20 of them. But you complaining that, gosh, it's so hard to walk on these dating roads because I'm tripping over dead bodies everywhere and it's smelling and the carcass, you know, carcass. Like, uh, own your part. Own your part in the struggle. Oh, my God. Great, great segue to this next question. Is dating hard in 2021? And if so, why? I used to say it's hard. It is darn near impossible without the right tools. And shameless plug, I am creating a course for this reason. I'm creating a course for the single ladies and it's no secret. I create content for the Yancey of yesterday. So I am working on a course to give women the tools on how to navigate because dating should be fun. That's a title I'm working around. But it's something that regards to dating should be fun. 
because a lot of people say the dating pool is pee in it. And although it might have pee in it, if you have the right protective wear, you can get through it. So not only can you get through it, but it should be fun. So I say it's, it's horribly excruciating if you don't have the right tools, but if you have the right tools, it can be a lot of fun. And I've finally gotten to the place where dating has become fun because I finally have the tools. That's good because <laughs> I think, um, and, and contrary to popular belief, I, I dated once upon a time. Uh, <laughs> I did. But I think in, in this day and age, I think dating is almost, I don't want to say it's too easy, but I, I think it's probably easier because it seems as if people say, I, I want to date, uh, if you just keep it 100 with me, you know, say I want this or I want that from you and let me decide. So it can all be you, so simple. Yeah. So should dating be easy if somebody say, hey, I, I just want to sleep with you tonight, they, they put the ball in your court and let you make that decision. And if that's what yeah. you do, then that's what you do. But they put they 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 put they draw four on the table, if you will, you know, I guess in Uno terms, and, and they <laughs> let you know what they were doing. So at the end of the day, there's really nobody to blame. So I think dating could be easy. I think it's Yeah, think when it's you have the tools, season. it's it's a lot of fun. You're in the power seat. And I used to do a lot of content on uh self love and, and helping yourself. I don't think the people were necessarily ready for that. Uh, and it could just be that my content was really dry, but I took a little while and I was talking about that. And that's what I kept talking about was your power. There's so much power. There's so many things, you know, that you don't have control over, but when in every aspect of your life, you recognize the part that you do control. Once you slip into that driver's seat, because a lot of us, we don't realize that we're sitting in the passenger seat, complaining about where the car is going, then get your butt up, get in the driver's seat. Once you do that, it's a whole different game. So, like, if I let you take the, the the driver's seat, you might take me to Bakersfield, which people in California know what that means. Okay, that's like nowhere, no shade, Bakersfield. But <laughs> nobody is like, oh, where are we going? Road trip to Bakersfield? No, you just don't. You just, if you happen to live there, okay, whatever. Housing isn't expensive. But if I get in the driver's seat, maybe I take us to Beverly Hills or I take us to Vegas or whatever the quintessential thing is, Malibu, whatever. Because I'm taking it. So it's not that the, that the United States was terrible. It's just that I didn't get a say in mm -hmm. where we were going. So whether I want to go to a cabin in the woods or a ranch in Montana or the beaches of Malibu, I get to decide. So, so many people are leaving things to happenstance that it doesn't have to be. And the other thing is people are living with a sense of um, uh, desperation. So let's mm -hmm. take the exact example of you where you say, Put all the cards on the table, right? Let's say you're a guy. I just want booty. I, that's all I want. Well, if he encounters someone like me, I will say, thank you, kind sir. That's not what I have to give to you. And we move on. But in his mind, if he's in a state of desperation, he's going to panic and go, well, I don't know where else I'm going to get it. As opposed to a person who's all there will go, okay, it's a numbers game. Let me just go to the next person. What we tend to do is we shut down with every single person and want that one person to be end all. We gotta get we gotta get over that pride thing and that fear that there's not gonna be someone that fits what you want. Keep it pushing. Just don't try to manipulate people. Push it, push it until you find that person who's like, Yes, I want sex with no strings. Boom. Now you got your girl. But maybe it took three more phone calls or four more phone calls. <laughs> but you're getting what you wanted, you know? Yeah, right. Oh my God, I love that. Mandela Davis says dating has always been fun. The confusing part is knowing when to move forward to more than just dating. Oh, I would say that, that part is the easiest part. Dating has always been hard for me in the past, and I've always known when to move 
<laughs> it's weeding out all the crap in between. But I respect you. Yeah, respect much, you. much respect. Thanks for, for uh, joining us, Mandel. Uh, you interview Jay Barnett. I I'm I'm a big fan. How how did that happen? Oh nice! And it was a great interview, by the way. I think you did a wonderful job. Uh, so Thank many you. timeless nuggets. I thought it was great. So, uh, tell us how did that happen? So this is the crazy thing. I don't even know how we became Instagram friends, but for mm -hmm. years, I think we met in I mean met in mm -hmm. 2018. So either he followed me and I thought whatever, but we we both follow each other. And so I've always interacted with his posts and things. I, you know, agree with a lot of stuff that he has to say. So over, you know, you just develop like friendships with people through social media. Um, and so I think he tagged me in a post. No, I think I commented on a post. Sorry. I commented on a comment on his post. Uh, and I didn't know the relationship between him and the guy who had commented that I commented to. Mm -hmm. So he was like, hey, because I was joking, right? Because this guy's very sarcastic too. This this third guy, he was joking. And I was joking back. And Jay basically was like, oh, so-and-so meet Yancey. Yancey meets so-and-so. And then that guy and I ended up connecting and like really hitting it off. So that guy ended up being uh you know he's won multiple awards he's an amazing um i don't know if you call him filmmaker but cinematographer mm -hmm. and he actually was the guy who filmed um jay's video so okay his name is lateris and lateris did a video on lateris's channel and it went viral like it blew up for for jay okay. right it like introduced him to so many people um and you know power of social media and youtube so yeah. this he was guy yeah, I'm sorry not to cut you off, but he was on Breakfast Club the other not too long ago. Because of all this attention that's been mm -hmm. building, he's been working his butt off and doing different mm -hmm. podcasts and things like that. And all it takes is that one's just, you know. Yeah. So as far as I could see, it seemed like that really had a big impact, right? Not to mention, not to downplay his his contributions, but right. there was magic when those two came together. So that guy who filmed his episode said, "Look, this could be magic." if you can get yourself out here to Dallas where his studio was and where Jay also lives, he's mm. like, I'll shoot it for you. And I was like, wow. say less, <laughs> say less. Let me get my coins together. I'm gonna stay with a friend. Like, yeah. we're gonna work this out and the rest is history. So that's how that came about. Um, and then we ended up doing um, an additional show together, which we've gotten really great feedback on. It was like a four person panel. Um, we shot that as well. And both of those are on uh, Lateris' channel. He has a podcast, shout out to him, uh, Dear Future Wifey. And that thing has gone nuts. Like, yeah. that thing took off. So shout out to him for that. Wow. Didn't mean to give you, like, the girl yeah. long answer, but it wasn't. Like, <laughs> I could have said I met him through Instagram. <laughs> no, it's all good because you never know who's watching or who's listening. Someone might need a little inspiration that, you know, you might be one Instagram post away from blowing up, right? So true. And it was so cool because when we did this, it was before the um, Breakfast Club. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be on the Breakfast Club. You know, he was <laughs> obviously excited about that. Uh, but he had just wrapped a show he did with Taraji P. Henson. I always mm. like I'm saying her name incorrectly. Yeah. But we, he and I always talk about this. When the Lord is ordering your steps, and Lateris too. When the Lord is ordering your steps, sorry, I, I go faith, but it's all it, good. it just You're opens good. doors that you otherwise couldn't open. And so... 
watching Lateris, watching Jay, and I jokingly say I get jealous, but it's more of a like, oh, that's what I want. I want to be able to have a platform to where I can share because this means so much to me. But seeing my big brothers, so to speak, you know, mm -hmm. doing these things, it just, it encourages me to keep going and keep going and keep going. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's been cool. Yeah, I mean, that's how I met you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, here we are on IG Live. So <laughs> yeah, so somebody's just an Instagram post or a tweet away from from what you're doing. So stay inspired. And you can't stop what's for you. So we may as well keep mm, going. Come on now, you you did a video on uh, dating and and how sometimes it can get harder. Specifically, dating officially, but nothing really changes. I thought that was so great because you were talking about. You're like, okay, now your girlfriend, boyfriend, we're official, but nothing really changes. Like, I thought that was so dope. Can you expound on that? Because you, I'm yeah. sure you can help somebody tonight. Thank you. I actually was really excited about that video. I believe that's the one where it says, why dating without titles? Something about dating without titles. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to see if that's one of my, yeah. So basically, I had this epiphany, and I was like, we have all these technical things that we go through this checklist, right? Like, let's say it's me and you. So we could say we, we, we meet, we start talking, we exchange phone numbers. There's a level of intimacy that goes from perfect strangers to we've talked, now we have phone numbers, so we hang out, whatever. But at some point, you become exclusive. Like, it's this progression. I feel that we put too much emphasis on these moments. Like, I look at the progression like this. It's it's this, this continuous, um, how do you, I don't know what to say, but I feel like we look at it like this, like yeah. there's a clear point where there's this turning point and then this and the turning point mm. this. And, mm. and to me, it's, it's this seamless, you can't ever really see, you just, we get to this point. And what I mean by that is, mm. and it's so funny, I talked to a guy about this and I was so excited to hear that we were, we were on the same page about it. I said, if you're truly trying to, and this is a little bit of digression, so I apologize, but if you're truly trying to find your partner, that's your mission in dating. It's not just having fun. If you're dating with a purpose, when you feel that compatibility with somebody, your knee-jerk reaction isn't, oh, let's see what else I can drum up. You're good. Like if you're at a buffet or you're sampling, you taste something that tastes good. It's not to say, I don't think other things could taste good, but you're good. Cause you're like, I wanna keep going and explore this. So to me, I don't necessarily have to say, okay, it's the part where we start talking to people. It <laughs> naturally will happen because we're vibing. And to put a title on it, it doesn't change my behavior. Everything I did on Thursday is going to be the same after you put a title on me on Friday. And <laughs> what I was getting to in the video was that too many people find comfort and protection in that title because they say on Thursday, we're just dating. But on Friday, we're a couple. As though that title somehow magically keeps you from cheating. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Let's just say it does magically keep you from cheating because you're an upstanding guy and you would never cheat on a girlfriend, right? Well, guess what? You could say, I want to break up with you. And Saturday, have sex. Well, Saturday, it's not cheating because Friday, you broke up with me. So, but it's so it's like, wait, the action can still happen. So instead of putting so much weight on it, oh, this is my man. Um, and a lot of guys won't even break up with a woman because they don't, they're uncomfortable with hurting her or making her sad. So yeah. you can't even go off of the title. That doesn't even mean he's into you or giving you what you want. I just feel like we need to get more tuned in with 
our purpose and what we are doing. And I think that we should out the gate, the first day we start dating, act like wives and act like husbands, come with wife energy, come with husband energy. And I don't mean privileges, energy and privileges are different. But I feel that if I wouldn't do something because of the fact that I'm Sean's wife, I'm not going to do it because the, I'm not going to do it as I'm dating you. I don't think that people, they, oh, what once I become, no. And the reason why I think that this is true is because we know we don't want to say certain things because it will offend the person or make them feel away. So we all know deep down inside, it's not that it's wrong talking to someone else, but it's weird that we've come to this point of an intimacy and now I'm going to go on a weekend get away with this guy. That's just weird. So I think a lot of people are in denial and a lot of people, um, are not ready to bring wife energy, but they want the guy to bring husband energy or vice versa, because I'm an equal opportunity corrector. <laughs> I'm not a champion for women, I'm a champion of right. <laughs> Come on now, and that's one thing that I love about what you do. You, you, you're all about the healthy relationships, not just this girl power. Man against, yeah, you know, and I appreciate that. And I also, there was something that you also said too, because uh, when I remarried, when I met my wife, on Instagram, shout out to Instagram. Um, one thing that I loved about her was she was consistent. Uh, we used to have Bible study all the time. We dated long distance. Nice. Um, you know, we dated over Skype. <laughs> but the thing was, when we dated, I, I wasn't looking for nobody else after I met her, after, after we got involved. And I was like, oh, this is the one? I'm not about to chase. I'm not, because see, this is the thing about relationships real quick. Like you say, we go, we'll find somebody good and then we'll try to bag them, hold on to them, put them in a little Ziploc, close the little Ziploc bag and be like, I love you. You're great. Let me sit you here for a minute, but let me scroll on IG and let me see if I can find some more people in search of maybe 90%. Like I liked you at 80, but maybe I can find 90. I'm going to hold you. So let me see if I can find 90. And yes. you end up losing the 80, chasing the 90. There is this video that I cannot wait to post. I have, y'all, I am like out of control with my content. I have so much backlog stuff. If I were to dump everything, literally no one else would ever want Instagram. So, okay, I don't know when it's going to drop, but there's this video that is so freaking good. The cinematography, the script, everything. But it's this guy talking about the dilemma of millennials and he acts it out. This is great, but it could be better maybe. And it's this, it's this torturous thing he keeps. I like this restaurant, but maybe there's one out there that's better. It is so well done, so I can't wait to post it. But that's what made me think about when you said that. Side note, I love watching reality shows and beyond reality shows. I love reality shows that show interpersonal relationships. So I have been binge watching Bachelor in Paradise because it is, I just love it. And it gives me so much material to talk about. And one of the things that I see over and over again, are you familiar with the premise of Bachelor in Paradise? Uh, I haven't got there yet, but my wife okay. and I, we watch some of them shows. But anyway. So here's, this is the basic premise so people can understand why I'm making this point. Mm -hmm. They put all these eligible people on, on this beachfront, this, this property, whatever, this environment. Mm -hmm. And people start to form connections. And then they toss in new meat. It's literally like, mm -hmm. there's, there's a pack of wolves in here. Every now and then you toss another steak over the, over the wall, right? And every single couple, every person in, because it's like, it's couples without the title because you're bonding, right? You, you mm. cross that line where there's no, but you're kind of like, it's here, it's happening. We all see it. 
But when that new person comes in, the guy and the girl are faced with this dilemma of, I'm attracted to them, but is it worth walking away? And that's the thing that blows my mind. I could do a whole series on just commentary in that show because I'm like screaming at my TV. She's amazing. Why go just to taste the water? Like, why? You probably can have chemistry with 50 people. That doesn't mean that you should abandon ship and not build something great. So it ends up just being greediness. That's really what it is. It's this insatiable appetite. And it's this constant feeling of I want validation. And I think that when you get to that point, where you are not defined by how many people are, are attracted to you, you're not worried about if I still got it, yeah. you're more concerned about having your partner. You're like, I don't care what supermodel walks in my world. Like, this is where I've invested. This is my baby, like my my thing I've invested into. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm sticking beside him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, a little meme. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beside him. <laughs> that is funny. And you know, I could because there's a show, I exactly. think it's called Put a Ring on It. I just discovered it. I was binging today. <laughs> I almost forgot about it like binge watching it while I wash the dishes. And I'm just chilling, having a chill day. And then I happened to need to look at my email. I was like, if I forget a second time, I'm going to die of embarrassment. So thank God you messaged. But I was binging on that today. Yeah. I know, right? Because they end up dating and then they end up putting somebody in place of sending them on a date with somebody else. We should so do commentary with with the new seasons when it comes out. Because I have so much to get off my chest when I watch episodes. I'm I'm for it. Are you are you saying this on IG Live? I'm saying it on IG Live. Okay. Okay. I, so everybody mm-hmm. in the audience section, everybody in the audience, you heard what Yancy said. So <laughs> we gonna hold Yancy to that. Z says I just did a TikTok on the I'm, I'm the stick side of. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that yeah, I I'm so down with that. I, okay. You might have to commit to watching, you know, some more shows. Yeah. Because there's some good material for interpersonal relationship dynamics, and that it. I'm telling you, I'm putting this out there in the universe. The Lord knows, but mm-hmm. one day there will be a show. There will be a traveling show that I'm going to be doing, and we are going to be doing exercises with people. And I'm there's going to be a DJ. It's, it's this whole thing. So when you guys watch this video in 2021, you go back and you see 2021. I said it. Okay, it's going to happen. But marriages, relationships, they are about to just be so exciting when people get these tools. Mm, yeah, because I will repost this video again. So you putting yourself out there. So we're gonna hold you to this. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love that. And, and I don't want to stay here too long because there's so much stuff that I want to ask you while I have time with you. But I think with social media too, it has opened up the door for everybody to look at all of these options. <laughs> and you know, let's just go biblical for a second. We have to learn how to be That's content. Good. Right. We have to learn how to. We can sit right there for just a whole minute. (laughs) Go on now, preach on that. Take time. We have to learn how to be content. And if I if I had Chase, if if I would have put my wife to the side and trying to pursue some other woman, I would have missed out on the woman that I have trying to chase some other woman. You know, I'm sorry, just dumb. (laughs) Yeah. So so let's 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 learn how to be content in the season that we're in. And uh, like you said, you you can have chemistry with anybody. Anybody. Yeah, yeah, you could just be cute. You could just be turned on by that person. Oh, we got chemistry. And the beautiful thing is, we're not animals. I did a post where I just kind of got in a soapbox. But I was like, I'm so sick of people justifying things using references to the animal kingdom. I'm like, pause. Mm. Animals. Like, 
they're animals. These are the same creatures that lick their behind. Excuse me for being so, you know, <laughs> vulgar. But they will, dogs will eat their own vomit. You know, animals will eat carcasses. Like, are we really comparing ourselves who have souls and spirits and intuition and accountability and conscious, you know, minds? And we're really, that's the bar? Well, animals yeah. go screw everything, so why shouldn't we? Okay, buddy, that's that tells me more than I need to know. Uh, oh, shout, shout out to I'm getting too fired up. And no, that's no, that's real because uh, I could talk about this stuff all day. Z said, uh, Shana also told American Idol about your page when I was on there. Okay, well, shout out to Z. Uh, she always showed love. That's nice. Uh, brother to the night for the drunken nights I, we were on their podcast not too, I was on their podcast not too long ago them guys are oh nice shout out to them uh, let's talk about this tweet because I love your tweet I don't know how often you tweet but I think you should tweet more often because you have content for days do you want to know what I told my social media coach yesterday I was so embarrassed I was like I tweet but I don't really feel like people see it and then I had this epiphany I don't ever put hashtags. And I was like, that could be why. So it felt like it was a waste of my time because I wasn't reaching any new people. And so literally like two days ago, I realized, duh, ding dong, you need to put hashtags. So I'm gonna get back to posting daily. I'm still learning all this. I'm so new to social media, you guys. I didn't even have IG until like 2017. I didn't even, I didn't know how to use it. So I'm mm. learning all these platforms, but I take that re rebuke because it is correct and accurate and well-deserved. <laughs> yeah, we got to put you on Twitter more often. And uh, I retweeted some of your stuff as well. Thank In you. the tweet, you said the gender war, Because and I also see this, uh, there's a young lady, she says, I'm tired of all the back and forth with men and women. In the tweet, you said yes. the gender war will end when both sides start to take accountability for their own personal actions. Address the men first and then address the ladies. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think it was two days ago, I was on this rant. They know I get fired up, my people know. I get so passionate. I get so passionate because I just, I know the power of a changed mind and if you have the right tools. But anyway, I was, I, one of my pet peeves is when I call a man out for his bad behavior and he goes, look at Eve. And then I call Eve for her bad behavior, look at Adam. I'm like, can we just, Stop and own your steps. So the go-to is I dog out women and use them for their bodies because I got dogged out and I was used for my resources. So I'm like, let me make sure I understand this correctly. Someone <laughs> in your past mistreated you. So someone in your future, you're going to hurt and mistreat. So what do we get from that? So I was like, now you've just created more and more toxic people. And then you're going to complain about how many toxic people there are. Got it. So I went off and I was like, guys, if you have an issue with people using you for your resources, guess what? You don't have to spend your resources. Because it's I guarantee, simple. I'm telling you, I guarantee you that if you are burned, if you have been burned and you're traumatized, and you're like, I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars. There are still women out there who don't need to be wine and dine. You get me with some good conversation, man, I am putty in your hands. You show me that you're a child of God, putty in your hands. You spend quality time with me, I won't, have e I won't even notice that we haven't been to one five-star restaurant. I actually don't like going to fancy restaurants on first dates. I prefer a walk in the park. And I suggested it one time 
And it was so funny because the guy ended up being like a gangbanger who had done time in prison. And we became friends. And he told me, I thought you were like a serial killer when you said, do you want to go walk in the park? <laughs> we laughed about it now. But he was like, he's like, I, I had a shank in my back pocket. He's a dumb oh my like, God, I had a shank because I was like, what chick is like, meet me in the park, you know? Yeah, but, right. But that's the thing. Let's go bike riding at the beach. You, <laughs> to have fellowship, to build intimacy, doesn't require coins. And this is why I say to the young ladies who are like, he tried it. He invited yes. me to Starbucks. Ah! Yeah. I'm yeah. like, sis, it's, it's not a diss. Yes, there could be guys who are just super cheap and they wouldn't do anything even for their wife, but that's the exception, not the rule. If he's right. asking you that, it's probably because he isn't you know, exclusive with anyone. And so he's going on all these days, he's spending a lot of money. And once he realizes that you're worth his time, which God forbid, he actually sees if you're worth his time and not just, wow, she has the butt, so she's worth my time. Sorry, yeah. ladies, new flesh. Uh, guys want to know too that they're not wasting their time. So mm, it's a whole thing. I don't even know how I got on this because you asked me <laughs> something and I just I went really far with it. But yeah, no, oh, the no. ownership, the ownership, own your stuff, own your stuff, right? I, I'm working on a book, uh, shameless plug called "Don't Become Who Hurt You," because we become people. Oh, you did this to me, so I'm gonna do this to somebody else. The victim really? becomes the. What is it called? The victim becomes the. Uh, I, What's I, the word for the person who does the best? Uh, <laughs> I can't even think of what it's the, the criminal victim, or the, the victimizer. It becomes victimizer. the victimizer. It's yeah. like the per, I, you either are molested and you turn around and become a molester, or you say, I never want someone to have to go through that because I know what it feels like. I would hope that most people take the second route when it comes to being offender. Thank you. I would hope people <laughs> take that same route, but it's like, yeah. you know what it's like to be used, so I'm going to turn around and use people, but they will look you dead in the face and give it as a valid reason for why they're doing no sir or ma'am you need to become better at recognizing the signs so if that means that's as i said if you need to start doing coffee dates or beach dates or you know walk through the park dates do that until you your radar has become better to pick out the gold digger because honey i could spot them a mile away same mm -hmm. thing with a guy i can spot an f boy a mile away that's why dating is fun now because she doesn't play no games you will not pass go honey like i can see you old yancey would have had you wasting my time. We would have mm -hmm. gone on a multiple dates. You would have, whatever. You can't even get my number now because I can spot you like that. But it's, it's ownership, man. And, and see, and that's what I love because what you're doing is, like you said, you're taking ownership. You're taking control of Yancey opposed to, whoa, is me. Oh, he tricked me. Oh, I did oh, that, <laughs> I used to cry all the time. My Facebook group. I hate men. I'm never doing that again. And they're like, "Ma'am." Yeah, right. I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Like, take ownership, men mm -hmm. and women. You know, like you said, if you want to go on a little Starbucks date, that's cool. And if she ain't cool with that, then obviously she she's not that interested in you. The math is simple, and people make it so. so Where's Lauren? Q. Lauren Hill. It could all be so simple. be so simple. She said, "We are the common denominator in all our relationships." I That's hate when I people said that to me. I hate it when people said that to me. Those were fighting words for me about three years ago. <laughs> like you might have got kicked out of my group for saying that to me. And people used to say that to me all the time until I finally heard what that meant. Yeah, I, I realized that I had to own up to my mess. I realized one of the reasons I was able to remarry was because I owned up to my mess. One of the things that my wife told me was, she was like, one thing I love about you was you owned up to your mess and why you have been through a divorce after 14 years. Cause I was like, I was trash. Like I was emotionally immature. 
I was stonewalling. Like my love was conditional. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, you did me bad today? Shut down. Yep. And it's like, how fair is that to the person that Child. you with? You know what I'm saying? And like, I was able to admit those things. And, and I and I say this in a, in a boastful way. I have two therapists. I have my own personal therapist, and then we have our marriage You're therapist. Jo- yeah, my wife and I. So good. Like, yes. yeah, like we, I have my own junk that I have to deal with, but yep. then there's this dynamic that my wife and I, that we have to work through and becoming whole and complete as a unit. You know, Can I touch on that really quick? Because yeah, someone see, said that, a- <laughs> someone said that on a show that I was watching, because my reality shows, and I was like, <laughs> I never thought about that. But she was saying, because I kept thinking that certain things were your spouse's responsibility, but she said, like, your mess is not your spouse's responsibility. And I was thinking of oh, from a sense of like, yeah, but there's no secrets or whatever. And then I realized, no, it's, it's, there are certain things like you going to the doctor, that's, that's you and your kidney, that's you and your arm or whatever. Yeah, they can help you with certain aspects, your partner can assist you with the gauze or, you know, reminding your appointment, but the actual work you need to do on your own. And sometimes it's not even healthy for them to know because maybe it'll make you feel intimidated to share or maybe you feel vulnerable or maybe even as a woman she might be fearful like well can he handle this you know like if if you were to say i feel like cheating maybe she doesn't even know that you know but it's like if you're talking to a therapist you can work through and be like oh it's a mommy issue it's not that i'm actually gonna cheat it's that i realized i needed you know a validation whatever but when she said that get your own therapist she said my husband has his own therapist and then we have a separate person together I think that is so genius and more people should do it. And I think it's so funny, but I'm like, I, I, one of the sexiest things a man told me when we first started talking was we should go to therapy, like we should go to counseling. Mm. And it, it was like at the beginning. And I was like, yeah, people shouldn't wait until, unless you're just really, 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 really got your communication down. But I think anyone can benefit from constantly leveling up. It's like going, you know, when you work for a certain field, Every so often, they just put you through training, just to kind of like brush it up, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those things, where, and, and it helps me so much. It helps for me to uh, uh, when I'm in therapy with my wife. It helps me to have this self reflection, like, okay, I learned this in my own therapy. And then when we're in our marriage session, session it's one of those things where I can be okay with sharing whatever I need to share in front of her because I dealt with it with my personal therapist. Yeah. You know, so and I want anyway. to add this. Uh, yeah. It's a little bit random, but it just came to mind right now that I want to share because someone was talking yes. about good information. Mm-hmm. I would say these two things that are the number one items that should be looked at if you're looking at a potential person. This is just free, okay? You don't have to come to my course for this. But mm-hmm. the two things that men and women should both be on the lookout for is pride and self-centeredness. Mm-hmm. And the reason for those two is because pride it doesn't matter if you have a phd in psychology or relationships or whatever you could be a dating coach pride will keep you from doing the right thing even when you know exactly what to do and they will stonewall and be stubborn and they will not move so no matter how much you explain no matter how much therapy you get no you can have a freaking like video replay where you're like here this is where you did the offense they will not you know concede because they're prideful right and then the other thing is self-centeredness. You can have a person who's not evil, not malicious. They're not even prideful. They can be apologetic, but they're so self-centered. That was that was her before I, I came to a saving knowledge of uh, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I was so, right? It's like blinders. It's not that you don't want to turn and look at the person. 
you don't even know that person's there because you're so doggone focused on yourself. So if you get in a situation with somebody who's so self-centered, that self-centeredness is what's going to make them cheat. I'm so mm -hmm. focused on my ego and what I am feeling, it doesn't even occur to me how this is gonna affect my partner. Or I'm just gonna giggle and flirt with this person because technically we're not cheating because it doesn't even occur to me how it's gonna make my partner feel. So those two things, put that in your notebook. If you are dating, you know, and you keep getting junk you're dealing with, if you see those traits, run for the hills. Don't even stop to pass go and see what else is behind door number two. Just run because mm. those two, you can't work with those things. God has to work on those two things. <laughs> oh my God, I love mm. that. J. Cole said, Pride is the devil. Um, Man. <laughs> and that is that is so true, Yancey, because, and, and I want to move on, but I, you said this and I'm just like, Oh my God. Because one thing I had to learn, I had, there was tension when I realized that when I started, because I struggled with pride big time. Like, Sean will. I will be on a struggle bus before I ask anybody for anything because I don't want you throwing nothing in my face. Look. But this, is, this is where my maturity came in, though. It's this tension I had in my heart. I felt it in my spirit every time I feel that pride coming up. And I'm like, I feel this tension. Let me go ahead and expose myself now. Let, let, me, let me put it out there, baby. Take I'm the air out of the balloons. Yep. Yep. Let me say this now because it hurts. It bothers the hell out of me, honestly. I'm like, oh, I'm struggling with this. But let me, again, like you said, put the, the pen in a balloon and deflate the room. And now what this happens is this gives deeper intimacy between you and the person that you with because it's now you're able to show them. Hell. Right. You show them you being, because one key to a healthy relationship is vulnerability. If If I can trust you, that that's a different level right there everybody yeah. don't deserve your trust so uh oh my god yeah we can stay on this, this exact conversation and i'm good on time by the way you know okay, i can do good. an extra 15 or whatever if you want to okay. but i was talking yeah. to my best friend about this and i said you know what's so interesting i said when you think about things that bother you it's usually not the offense itself it's the person's immature and unhealthy or toxic <laughs> reaction to the offense because nobody walks around through life expecting anyone to be perfect but if you as my friend for example take a misstep the misstep isn't the end of the world it's after i say sean hey i don't know if you realize this that really bummed me out when you shared whatever you did in confidence or whatever my my offense is right and you're like girl you trip you too emotional that's the part that's pissing people off it's their reaction to it so i say that to say when you feel that thing that's a spiritual war you know that the pride, the way you defeat it is by blowing through it like with a yep. uh, bulldozer. Just yep. push into it and force yourself to do it because as it happens, now the memory is, oh, the world didn't end. And you start to have more experiences of the world not ending than this imaginary fear of the world will end if I do this because we do things out of instinct. We have this feeling you're not cognitively thinking it but you feel the feeling of this world's going to end and out of self-preservation like no I, I don't want the world to end but when you take the air of the balloon the power is gone and i'll tell on myself i had a situation recently where uh i was talking with people it was a, a group conversation and the conversation was wild to me and i'm very calm and composed when i'm giving my points but if I'm, like I said, if I'm showing you the video and I'm like, right here, this is you entering Walmart, right here, this is your license plate. And the person's like, 
not me. <laughs> it makes my mind blow, right? So I lost my cool, I raised uh, my voice, and I like, you know, we did not get off in the best terms. Like we hung up. It was kind of like, well, all right then, well, all right then. <laughs> but the spirit in me was like, that's not right. That's not right. And I felt led to send a group text and say, I am, I want to apologize. And I was going to give my reason, right? I wanted to say, you know, because y'all are dumb. So I was, just, <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I hate it when people do it to me. So I said, let me just, just own it and nothing else. And I said, I want to come to you guys and apologize for losing my temper. You know, the last time we spoke, uh, you know, when I got frustrated, I should be able to speak with you with love and respect even when we disagree that's all i had to say and it feels good when you take the high road i'm telling you and i know you know this but it feels so good when you take the high road but that scary little it's like the wizard of oz it seems so big and scary because it's unknown Mm -hmm. but when reality is it feels so good when you do the right thing and then your partner responds and then the sex gets really big because it (laughs) is like Two people who are really intimate emotionally are now transferring that energy physically. Y'all think you made some love. Y'all ain't seen nothing like a couple who makes love when they have an emotional bond. Come you know on, what I'm saying? get that emotional breakthrough. Come on now, you preaching. Brother to the night said, the tough part of being vulnerable though is how it's being received. Like you said, because one wrong move uh, with you not handling my vulnerabilities and I'll never give the opportunity to do it again. Oh, can I talk about that? Yes, go How ahead. much time do I have? Okay. You, Yancy, let's, let's do it. Okay, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is so huge. This is so huge. And I love that you said this. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to look at, brother to, brother to the night. The night. Okay, brother to yeah. the night. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> driver's seat. Remember you're in the driver's seat. And I, I did a post, and I, I wish I could remember which post it was. I remember. Uh, is vulnerability yep. scary? That's the video. It was an IGTV. Yep. Okay, so if you guys go on my page, watch my. It, is vulnerability scary in my thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the thing: when you are vulnerable, it's when you're powerful. So don't get it twisted and think that anybody has your power. Mm-hmm. Me being vulnerable with Sean is a gift to Sean. I didn't need permission from Sean to be vulnerable. Therefore, he whatever he does with my vulnerability, that's between him and the most high. When you truly reach a place, and I don't mean this in a condescending way, my brother, because I know what you're saying. I've been there. But when you truly are at a place, even if you throw your pearls to swine, mm. you're not phased by the swine rolling and round in the murk and the muck because you know it was still pearls. You just realize, ew. I'm clutch my pearls and like throw them to the swine anymore okay yeah, but yeah. you can continue to be vulnerable with somebody over and over and over again if you choose to but my thing i would caution is never do something or not do something because of fear so if your mindset is hey wife i would open up to you but i'm mm. afraid you're gonna throw it in my face you're doing it because of fear instead lean into communicating what you went through because then we try to play reverse chess well then i'm gonna avoid this and then she's like well i'm gonna avoid this and that's mm-hmm. where the devil comes in he's like eh, got him. <laughs> right where I want him. you have to pop the the the, 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 bu- the balloon and i always say this when people ask me questions my first question is it your wife or is it your girlfriend is it your your husband or is it your man 
And if, because if they say it's a spouse, I'm like, okay, we, you can go through the fire. Like, if, okay, because you don't work it out. But if it's just your person you're dating, then that's probably a red flag. And you should probably leave. I, I say that way too much. You should probably just leave if you already have these problems before you walk down the aisle. But, mm. um, but yeah, if you're married, you got to work through that. If you're just casually dating, no. If a person disrespects you yeah. on that level, bounce. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just want to make that distinction. I agree. And this is this is why it's important to be with somebody who's emotionally mature. This is why you can't because I, I don't care how big her booty is. I don't care how big her titties. Anyway, I'm just saying this. To the guy. I don't care how good the sex is. At the end of the day, once that vulnerability hits you, the booty don't mean nothing. I got to say this. And I don't think I've I, no, I've never done this on IG. I've been on here for years. OK, I've never done this. But I will say I never speak about my dating experience. Like exclusive. Exclusive. Okay. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it. But okay. So I'm getting to know. I am getting to know someone. And I literally like feel flushed even just thinking about it. that's how cool it is. The single most sexy thing about this man is his emotional vulnerability and his ability to articulate. I never thought in life I would encounter another human being that was able to speak to the subconscious not even subconscious speak to like just everything like normally you have to guess right like okay i said this but i don't know if i've offended you or whatever mm. the conversations we have is like because we'll say <laughs> oh i'm such a sapiosexual oh my god I, I, i'm in the same boat no subliminal messages no passive aggressiveness if i said it that's what i meant and if you're offended by it, we're going to stop and talk about it. It's like, that is so sexy to adults. So when you can say, hey, I didn't like this. And instead of them making it about them and be like, ah, I'm going to make you pay for the fact that you said something I didn't like, they just go, oh, noted. You don't like it. And you yeah. like, that's some grown folks stuff. Like that is some, where's my hair tie? Like that, <laughs> give me that. Like you can keep the whole you know rich nfl player you can yeah. keep the rapper I don't want yeah to. give me a man who knows how to articulate his feelings my god mm. even if it's to say i need a moment to process oh! <laughs> take your moment sir Flame and then take the me spirit. man no that's man, real man get your emotional intelligence game up and she will be Hallelujah. And, and that, that's grown that's grown woman talk right there, Yancy. That's oh. grown woman talk. Oh I my god. We, hair we, on. Okay. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> about emotional so intelligence. Emotional intelligence. And it it takes years because I know I struggle with that big time. And it came from me growing up having uh uh and shout out to my mom. I love my mom, but she wasn't emotionally available for me because she had so much going on. She had to raise us. She had to work every day. Single mom, my dad in and out of her life, all these things. So she wasn't there to be, be there for me emotionally. So I didn't know how to process. And that's where I developed stonewalling. Like, oh, okay, I'm not that important. So let me shut down or let me put my feelings to the side to make you feel like you're all that and I'm suffering. I'm, I'm setting myself on fire to keep everybody that. else warm. What's that? I could learn that from you. No, What's because that? I feel all the feelings and all the emotions. So I've never understood the men who can't process feelings. So I feel like that'll preach having a, you know, sidebar about that and, and getting and explaining what that is. Because 
I will be able to listen for the women and be able to ask you questions to pick your brain and be like, what is that like? Because I cannot hold back my feelings for the most part. So when, when I've asked in the past, you know, exes, what do you feel? And he's like, I don't know. I literally thought he was lying for years. And then I realized like, I can't understand it, but I believe you now. I believe that you don't know how you feel. My son said it before. I don't know how I feel. I'm like, you know how I feel. My daughter and I, we can freaking paint a picture, color by number. Like, I feel this. It wasn't purple. It was a shade of lavender. And then outside that lavender, was a great, like, we can describe it. So that is, that would be interesting, is all I'm saying. Selfish, I, I, would, I think that would help. Yeah, it's one of those things. Because when, what, what I realized, Yancy, is that I was hurting myself by not, being able to express my feelings that mm -hmm. came out i will hurt other people it yes. came out in negative in ways different ways yeah yeah right but i did i couldn't put two and two together oh this is why i struggle with this oh this is why i treated women like oh and i can talk about it a little bit more in depth in my own personal issues because i don't mind ex exposing yeah my we should Lord keep knows. doing it but i, I will say illustrated but go mine ahead. was passive aggressiveness mine was um my default you know, based on things you see, you know, growing up or whatever, my default was being passive aggressive and manipulative. Mm. It was, uh, and it wasn't intentional. I need this to happen. And instead of allowing you autonomy over yourself, I need to manipulate you into getting it. And what's so cool is when you finally get to the place where you realize you don't have to manipulate people, when you find someone who voluntarily does it, that's, <laughs> that is a lot, like, you're like, wait, I didn't yeah. try to trick you into inviting me out. You just invited me out. Like, it's such a compliment. But people who are like me, they that's the guy who tries to play the woman for sex because they can't mm -hmm. imagine that there would be a person out there who willingly spreads her legs. Like, yes, there are lots a bunch of, of them. girls. Girls gone wild. Have you seen these chicks? They're, they're not even going to be paid. They'll just, what up? There are, there are pots for every, or lids for every pot. To just keep looking and leave the good girls alone but yeah i didn't i didn't know that i learned passive aggressiveness defensiveness yeah. i was hypocritical yeah. i would i had i had like you had the little tiny you know dab a flick of sawdust in your eye and i had the entire los angeles national forest in mind but don't try to talk about what i have going on because i couldn't see it probably because the forest but yeah it's <laughs> yeah right and just being open y'all see mess. being open being able to be called out on the floor from somebody who loves you and let them speak their truth in the way they see you without you being like stop you know let me explain myself no what no take it on the chin and process it you know why that happens i'm sorry to make that too out what were you saying no go ahead go ahead because you're about to preach go ahead oh, you i see you excited get the, get the together. okay i was sitting right there when i had this epiphany right mm -hmm. there are two people in the world there is a person who has a spot, okay? So both people have a spot in the shirt, but one person sees themselves and they see a spot on themselves. The other person <laughs> thinks they are the spot. So if you point out the spot to a person who sees a spot that it's just a spot, it is, it's like you could detach from it. It's not <laughs> as personal. You can go, oh, I'm, I'm more than this mustard stain. I could put it in the washing machine. We can get it out, whatever. If you think you are the mustard stain, you now criticizing the mustard stain is you criticizing their entire team. And so with, with I think with counseling and therapy, you begin to disassociate from yeah. your, your shortcomings and you recognize that you have value, but there are 
there are spots and crumbs and you deal with those crumbs one at a time, but you always had value. So now if we address a crumb, we address a spot. It's not that the whole person is being thrown away. You mm. see it the way they see it. You'd be so dope if we could just get this one spot out. So if they say, Sean, you're amazing. Oh, but your pride. You don't hear, Sean, you suck. You hear, I would be even better if I could address this little, this little pride stain. Does that make sense? I thought that I was the stain. So mm. you try to talk about any of the things, I'm like this out of self-preservation. Mm -hmm. You're not going to make yep. me feel away. Yep. Yep. That is, oh my God. And that's so true. And what you're doing to, what you're showing your spouse or your significant other is, you're showing them, I can be vulnerable. And then when it's their turn, they like, oh, you know what? Yeah, they're not going to throw me in the mud because I was able to express myself to them without them acting crazy. So now when it's their turn, you show that same grace. You cannot have a healthy relationship without grace. Oh, you know what I can't stand? <laughs> oh, you know what I can't stand? I'll we say, all yeah. know how uncomfortable it is to get called out. We know it. Like you, you feel your skin crawl, your face mm -hmm. gets flat, it's, it's your heart rate rate. Like we mm -hmm. know what it feels like. But yet when it's our turn to point something else to somebody else, it's like, eh. and yeah. I always say yeah. this, the greater the offense, the lighter you have to yell. Because mm -hmm. when it's so offensive, we know it was offensive. If it wasn't that big of a deal, you might have to explain it a little harder. But mm -hmm. if somebody, for example, like molests, just, I keep using that horrible example, but someone molests yeah. someone, you could be like, you molested someone. And their, their own guilt is going to eat them alive. So it's like, you don't need to come in with the cavalry, be the judge and the jury and executioner and the burial committee and the, like, yeah, you know, right? the freaking, what is it, gardener who comes in over the cemetery. Like, <laughs> you can gently just be like, nod to it and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. But when come you on, come girl. in leaning on that 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 offense, yeah. then they're more focused on you, sir or ma'am, than their own conviction. That's why I like to do the the smallest call out, and I'm like, get him, Holy Spirit. Me <laughs> get out the way so he can't focus on me. I'm a, I'm gonna come at you with love. I'm gonna make you a meal. I'm gonna give you affirmation, physical touch. Baby, uh, your breath stinks. I love you. Give me some sex. It's going to be a tiny little, so put it out there, but I'm going to give you no reason to be mad at me. And we got to understand now. psychology and how people work. If you want honey, what's the word? If, 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 if you, you get more bees with honey. Thank you. Yancy, and this is why you got to have, that's why you got to have more deposits in your love account than withdrawals. Preach. If you're doing Preach. more deposits, Yancy, when it's time for you to say, your breath stink, right. they're going to be like, oh, damn, I need to get some stronger toothpaste. And they would say, good looking out, partner. Like, damn, I'm going to brush my, my tongue my now. Back. Right, my partner has my back, so I don't look crazy. They don't even see it as a negative. They're like, damn, my partner, he's not even going to let me go to this meeting smelling crazy. Man, come, come here, baby. Well, after I brush my teeth. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you know what the problem is? We're always magnifying the small issues. So when it's time for us to actually have that tough conversation, they already in defensive mode because they like all you do is complain. Every and, and time we come together, you pull it at me. You pull it at me. You you said this about the deposit, right? Mm -hmm. I live by that. If mm -hmm. you are constantly putting money in, when you withdraw, you barely notice. And I'll give you an example for people mm -hmm. who haven't heard this. Okay. If I say, Sean. Uh -huh. I'm taking a thousand dollars out of your bank account. 
if you only have $2,000, that stings, right? <laughs> if you have $200 billion, God, I'm taking $1,000 out. You're probably like, why did you even interrupt me for that? Like, I'm watching my show. You don't notice it due to the percentage of what is coming out. So if Monday, blowjob, Tuesday, words of affirmation, Come on, quality mom. time, for whatever, when you get to the breath comment on Friday, they don't give a damn. Come on, Because you now. got so much in your account. You got excess, overflow. It, it could all be so simple. And, and and that's why we gotta have that mindset of uh, abundance mindset. We gotta have more positive things going on in our lives, and because people be, you know, just a small example, you'll be at work and people be like, "Oh, I gotta work here today again. Or I gotta do this." You know, people ask me how I'm doing. I'm like, I'm better than I deserve. Mm -hmm. Mine's amazing. I'm amazing. Yeah, right. Like you just gotta if you have that mindset and you have somebody with that mindset, like you said, when that tough time comes, because you will have that tough conversation. You will if you with somebody over an extended amount of time. Like you say, that that issue is y'all good because, because you, you feel safe right yep. and that's the that's what it is when i watch these shows it's so frustrating because i don't know if it's a gift god gave me or whatever it is but i always can see the deeper psychological thing so they're mm -hmm. addressing the actual slap or the actual visible offense and i'm like no he thought you were talking about his parenting skills no she thought you were saying da 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 and they, they deal with these surface things. And I'm like, if you could get to the underlying thing, so if you can figure out how to make your partner feel emotionally safe, they are not going to default to, oh, he's trying to try me every time he talks. Mm -hmm. It's this, this, no, my partner doesn't normally do that. So maybe I misunderstood. And they'll second guess something before they even bring it to you as an offense. Like, that's, that's, no, my partner never is coming for me. So why does it that this seem like it? And then you explain, oh, no, maybe that's not what I meant. I actually, da, 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 da. And yeah. Group. yeah, and yeah, and, uh, and and that comes with understanding who you're with. That's understanding their backstory. If you understand their backstory, it's going to help you because you can realize, oh, that's a sensitive place for them. Because when they were 15, that happened. Preach. So I can't just say anything to them Preach. because. But you got to understand the backstory. If you don't understand the backstory, you're always going to overstep your boundaries because you don't understand their backstory. And how about That's you need to know your own backstory and knowing your own backstory. Because right? since I know my backstory, which I call my triggers, my traumas, I can let a partner know potentially. Like I'll just give you one example for the people watching. One of my things is because of certain things in my past, which I don't like to say anything that starts to tell someone else's story, so I'm very elusive in that way. But because mm -hmm. of my past, I'm very sensitive to words. They're powerful, they're my love language, but they're also the way to stab me to the core. So mm -hmm. I don't like jokes because put down jokes, there's always a piece of humor, that's what makes it funny. So people who are close to me, I let them know, hey, I tend to be sensitive. And if you're going to use your words, I would rather you use them to build up because a lot of times you might, you might get something that stings. And there were situations in my past regarding like um, uh, money and being uh, cheap and things like that. Not even cheap, but like uh, using people, right? There were certain things I won't get into. And so mm -hmm. I had someone recently make a complete joke about using someone like, oh, she's just gonna pay for your way. Not realizing the person that told me beforehand, I know you're an entrepreneur, I know you don't, but I would invite myself over and don't worry. Not only do I have my meal, I have yours. 
that offense brought me to tears because that was such a raw thing. But in a close relationship, mm. I can tell the person, hey, from jump, I, I already know this is sensitive. It's a bruise that hasn't healed yet. And I'm working on not being overly sensitive, but just so you know, and that good partner will go, you know what? It's not a big deal to joke to me, but if my partner has that sensitivity, why not just back up? Why why keep yeah. going and just because you can? That's love right there. Mm -hmm. And that's respecting your boundary. And you know, who are you talking to? Are you talking to 15-year-old Yancey? Are you talking to 17-year-old? Like who are you 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 looking at this grown woman, but are you talking to the eight-year-old Yancey? See, and that's why you have to there's so much you have to get to know about a person that people we just throw people around. We just use them and throw them around and get what we want. Wait, you're saying that getting to know the person is beyond asking their favorite sexual position? Is that is that what I hear you saying? Like, we, <laughs> yeah. we need to go yeah. beyond favorite colors in TV shows? What? Yeah. We be talking and just talking. Uh, so uh, what do you, what's your favorite position? It's like, really? Yeah, I, it so shocks me how people get not only to the point of engagement, but marriage and are years in before they even discuss, do you want kids? Like, I'm like, what are you talking about dates one and two? Like, I covered that on the third call. You are now. three years into a marriage? Like, I'm like, do we need to write a list of questions we need to be asked? I literally have a book that says 500 questions. Don't you dare get married until you ask these questions. It's 500 questions, mm -hmm. like, on all these topics. But child, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get mm. it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm coming out with a course called Dating Intentionally, and I think there's five things that you need to know, shameless plug, that you need to know before you even get in this relationship with this person. Because one thing that I did with my wife and I when we were dating long distance was we read books together. And I found out so much about questions I ain't even had to ask, Yancey, because I was like, well, what did you learn about this chapter? What did you learn in this chapter? She'd be like, you know. I remember when I was 17, she'd be like, damn, I forgot about that. Mm. Opens the conversation for a whole, and I found out so much stuff about her and vice wow. versa just from the books that we read. But people Those don't. Little prompts. I'm that. telling you. DM me, guys. I'll send you the link after this because I won't remember. But D just DM me and I'll give you the link of that book I just referenced. They're asking about the book. Yeah. Yancy, yeah. I'm going to respect your time because we, we in here having church. Um, I, I'm good. That's what I say. If you want to do 15, 10 minutes more, I'm good. I'll just. You go oh, okay. in your seat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, since we're here, we rocking. We got we got folks in the room, and and everybody's here. So thank you all for um your attention, because I realize everyone has a short attention span. So I appreciate everybody for rocking with us. Yes. And um, can I ask where everyone's from? Drop your city and state. I always like to see where people are watching from. Take yeah, where y'all from? Yeah. Shout out to brother to the night. Thanks for the love. I appreciate the conversations. I've been seeing them as well. Um, I appreciate it. Yancy, I do want to ask, uh, oh my God, because I have these questions and these are the great ones. You were married you for 12 so years. <laughs> Thank you. Doing your homework. Uh, my homework. Um, you were married for 12 years and went through a divorce and you said you dealt with anxiety and depression. How did you get through it and what advice would you give someone going through a divorce now? Okay. Y'all, by the way, I did a tell-all, okay? It's one of my videos that did the best on YouTube, why I got divorced and I bore it my soul. Okay. I cried. It was I great, did. by the way. Thank you. Awesome. So when you were talking about being vulnerable and honest, th that's what I look for when I date guys. I'm like, what, what, why did your last relationship end? And if he says, oh, cause she was crazy. I'm like, next. Now, if you mm -hmm. could say I wasn't going to communicate it, I'm like, oh, emotional intelligence. <laughs> 
So I told it all. Okay, I owned yeah. all my stuff, and I didn't even touch what he did because it's just not my place. Not this story to tell. Anyway, okay. So anxiety and depression. What I did with that, uh, my family, and this is a huge disclaimer. Thank you, Ty. Huge disclaimer. I am in no way, shape, or form proposing that people not take medication. So let's just make that really clear, okay? I personally did not feel medication was helpful. And the people who cared about me were, were concerned and they wanted me to take something. So I took it for a year because, um, because I didn't have the tools emotionally to deal with the pressure. Uh, it, I, it was at a boiling point. And I think, there, no, I think it is scientifically proven that there is a correlation between your mind, your spirit, and your physical body. You can give yourself cancer, ulcers, whatever, right? So my way of coping, my body started having panic attacks and anxiety and, and clinical depression. I was actually diagnosed as clinically depressed. So my family, uh, my circle rather, um, wanted me to take medication and I committed to doing it for a year, but I felt nothing except the weight that I gained uh, because of it as a side effect. RIP my size four figure. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, but what I did do was, uh, this is not politically correct, but I thought God's free. I grew up in the church. Dad was a preacher. You know, he started a church at one point and I was raised in the word. I had to read the Bible, but it was to the point where I was like, I'm either going to take my life, start taking drugs. I'm going to start drugs at like 30. In my 30s, I'm going to start abusing alcohol in my 30s or something. Something is going to have to give. And I remember feeling like I believed in God, but I was like, no, this needs to be an intense encounter. And I just remember sitting on the closed toilet. Okay, I wasn't going to the bathroom. I was sitting on the toilet in the bathroom because it was privacy, you know, extra sleeping. And I just cried out to God. And I just kept saying Jesus over and over again. And I remember thinking there was going to be a thunderclap, a lightning, and this, I'm going to get this sign. Ain't nothing happened. And like, so I realized, okay, what power source can I rely on? Because I'm not taking antidepressants. I'm not doing, med you know, uh, anxiety medication. What can I do? And I just felt this understanding or this sense of just read the scripture. Anything's going to happen. That's the only way I can access God because clearly he's not coming down in like a thunder, you know, clap. So, no burning bush, no angel. Yeah, no burning bush, mm -mm, none of that. So no voice in the night, Samuel, yeah, none of that. So I started faithfully reading. I had to get my kids up for school. And so I wanted to get up in the morning before anyone woke up. So I'd get up at four o'clock in the morning and I'd go downstairs in the dark house, sit at the kitchen table and read for like an hour. And I read and I was like, you know, they say touch the hem of his garment. I was like mm -hmm. grabbing it, like, you gonna touch me, Jesus. <laughs> like, you gonna hear from me today, okay? And I yeah. just kept reading and I kept reading and I kept reading and I kept reading. And at about the two week mark, something supernatural happened. And that's why people, you can't talk to me about religion because I don't have a religion. I have had an encounter with God, okay? And I continue to have them, but that's what happened. And so my depression um, begun to dissipate the more I was filled with his love because this goes full circle back to the beginning. That um, deprivation that I spoke of in the beginning, mm. that's what the problem was. It wasn't my failed relationship. That was the result of the deprivation. But once I started to be whole in him, I no longer needed his validation. So whether he patted me on the head that day or not, 
I don't care. I don't care. And that's why I go back to that question that somebody said a little bit ago. No one else has the power over your vulnerability. No, nothing, nothing matters at the end of the day when you experience this nirvana. And that's what I experience, what, that's what I call like the Holy Spirit indwelling in you. It's this feeling of satisfaction, wholeness. It is the accumulation of the sensory feeling of getting a good night's rest eating, getting your fill, being perfect temperature. It's like, it's just a sense of satisfaction that I can't quite articulate other than that. And so that's my churchy, but honest answer to why I have, that's how I got over the anxiety and depression. And so what I would say to people is you have to, you have to be whole inside. And that's what I truly believe is the only thing that will get you to that place. And uh, I don't think it's about religion, like I said, but I think that you do need to connect with the creator of the universe and you need to be able to ask to have that thing that's missing from you complete so that you can stop looking for it in everything else. Mm, that's good. I don't have a secular and, answer. <laughs> I, no, I, no, I totally agree. I, I totally agree because when I went through my divorce, I remember crying in the shower. And I just had my hands lifted and I was like, you know what? I'll surrender to whatever's going on. I'm just going to take a day at a time. I'm not going to overwhelm myself anymore. Whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. You're in control anyway. Mm -hmm. That part. So, <laughs> yeah, right? So I was just like, I'm just going to have to trust you in this process. I'm going to play my part. I'm going to do the dirty work. I'm going to uh, uh, cross the do not cross yellow sign you know, <laughs> at, the, at the crime you scene. You gonna break the glass, yep. Yeah, right, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and I'm gonna deal with my issues. Yeah. I'm gonna deal with my personal issues. So I, I appreciate that because a lot of us, we deal with anxiety, we deal with depression uh, on different levels. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody might and, be going through right now. And I wanna say this because I don't want it to be this big sweeping. So that's right. kind of like, that's kind of like putting pressure on the wound, okay? So if you're like hemorrhaging out blood having the relationship with God is like putting pressure on the wound, but then in the natural, because I was spiritual, in the natural, there still are things that you can deal yes. with. So yes. that being said, uh, anybody is welcome to inbox me on any of this stuff. By the way, if you want to be pointed to content I've done, but I've done content specifically on anxiety. Like if you're physically going through a panic attack, there are techniques that I have used because even though uh, my major panic attacks went away, certain times when my boundaries were crossed or things like when I was still mastering things, I would still get random panic attacks and I would have to quickly like do things to get them under control. And then depression. Um, I did a video uh, about mental discipline. That one is not publicly listed on YouTube, but anybody who inboxed me and asked me for that, I do give that for free because it's a part of a course that I'm going to be putting together, but there's so many things I'm working on right now, but I just, I just felt led to give that part away for free. So if you guys yeah. want the mental discipline one, that, that in the natural that was the most pivotal thing in the natural mm. that was a game changer when i had the epiphany through that verse take captive every thought which i heard all the time it was this aha moment in the middle of my foyer like i don't have to let thoughts bang around in my head like a pinball machine wait wait i could choose which ones i want to marinate on and then which ones i want to like throw in the trash and which ones I want to bury in the seed of my mind, cultivate them and grow. And I was like, change my mind. And I'm not even doing justice on that topic, but trust me, you guys, you got to see that content because that will 
because it <laughs> yeah for sure i'm with you uh i'm oh my god yeah we can go into yeah make sure y'all check make sure y'all go and uh check out yancy's youtube channel because i've binge watched uh your youtube channel you. uh, like i was binge watching netflix um let, let's talk about this video you did the truth about sex part two if y'all haven't seen that video go check it out i love it uh you were very you kept it 100. Uh, <laughs> you took a different perspective on body count. And granted, we're grown, you know, so let's talk about it. You talked about dating people in your circle and how the people you choose are within proximity of you. And then you got to have this conversation with your significant other or whoever you with. Like, uh, before we go to this party, um, I, I right. two people there. So, so can you talk about that a little bit more? Okay, I, I yeah. love that approach. So I do remember that video. It's been a while since I did it, so I'll try to not forget anything. But basically what I was saying is, is that, let's say you dated this guy, you dated this girl, or you dated that girl. Like, most people date within a certain, like, you're not, unless you meet online, you're not usually going after people who live really far away. So they're probably going to all be within, like, 40 minutes of you or whatever. So, and then especially, like, I mean, depending on where you live, anyway, that's, I was going to get into a tangent about black, but that's only relevant to California. You guys are not in California. So forget that point. Anyway, the, you know, your circles are not that, that huge. And so the more people that you're hooking up with, the greater the chance is, is that there's going to be an overlap. Like two people dealt with the same person, or let's just say you go out to a friend's birthday party or whatever, but maybe you slept with a friend of their friend, but now that friend's going to come because it's a big celebration for someone's birthday or whatever. And now you have your new person there. You're going to have to explain to that person, I feel like if you're a person of character, hey, babe, like, that guy's seeing your girl. Like, you know, we've, <laughs> we've known each other biblically. So I just, that I don't remember, well, I think that was one of the reasons why I was saying it could be complicated. Like, I was, for those of you who don't know, I was giving my argument for why I am more of a fan of abstinence than not taking spirituality completely out of it. Like, forget sexual energy, pleasing God, take all of that. I made it just a just direct um practical uh argument for why mm -hmm. sex is just it nets to be worth what is he called it it nets out more negative than positive mm -hmm. when taken out of marriage when done outside of marriage so it was my argument for abstinence from yeah. a practical uh perspective mm -hmm. yeah argument it was one of the older yeah, it was one of the older videos, but I thought it was just a great perspective. I was fired up in that video. Hey, yeah, I know you. You went in for real. Uh, no pun intended. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I tried to not go in. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to stick to this script. I'm not going to say that. Oh. <laughs> You you stated and I I want I want to end with this one uh, in one of your videos you said uh, fast forward to the man of your dreams but there's still oh no I'm sorry yeah I'm sorry that we we talked about that we talked about that I'm sorry but Yancy I want to say that uh, you were awesome today um, this was great I mean I, I believe everybody was impacted greatly i believe people had a lot of takeaways from this ig live so i appreciate everything that you're doing everything that you're doing for the community as well because we kind of rock in the same area so i appreciate all that you do from a healthy perspective and helping people in their relationships so just want to give you your flowers continue to do what you're doing um and then there was a piece that you also 
I kind of want to talk about your road to entrepreneurship. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, okay, yeah, let's talk about that real okay. quick because there might be somebody who's interested in entrepreneurship and you talked about leaving your job and, and, and that whole thing. So can you okay. just talk about that real quick? Yes, so just briefly for those who don't know me, because I see a lot of my people, but there are a lot of people I don't recognize. So uh, last June, um, I felt like it was finally time for me to leave my job. And I had wanted to for years. And I actually have uh, friends and acquaintances who had left their jobs years ago. And one in particular was just like, it, it, it pretty much cost our friendship because she was so pained at the fact that I hadn't left yet. And she was like, it was killing her to see me in a cubicle. And she's like, you have so much to give in the world. But I say that to say the timing has to be right. This is my theory. I feel like the time has to be right. And I feel that uh, the Lord will order your steps. I feel like doors will open. And I always try to use the principle, like, move forward when there's an open door. I feel like mm -hmm. if I have to shove the door open, I take it as a sign that, you know, it's not ready. Or I just might not feel that release into my spirit. For with me in particular, mm -hmm. and I'm going to answer your question, but I'm kind of like mm -hmm. back backing up before I run forward. For me, I never sought out to be Yancy the social media content creator. I was Yancy trying to hold on to my sanity. And I mm -hmm. was such a people pleaser and I was so overly influenced by what other people had to say that when I decided to walk away from my marriage, I had to create a new space so that I could breathe. I didn't want anyone, why is she wearing that? Why is she saying that way? I, just, I didn't want to be under the microscope. So I created a completely new Facebook account and no, I think it was Instagram first. I didn't even know how to use Instagram. And this one guy, he was like this amazing singer, by the way, random, but he was Leon. He said, you should start a Facebook. And I said, who would be friends with a random person? Like, I didn't know people did that at the time. I just knew friends and family. And he said, yeah, people follow strangers all the time. Okay. So I started friending people. And as things started going, I would ask questions and I would ask people you know, why do guys do this? Because I didn't understand dating. Remember, I didn't date. Like, so I'm starting out from scratch. So what happened was, I said a lot to say, I looked up and realized I had built a following unintentionally. So all these people were seeing this gift in me I hadn't even seen yet. I couldn't see what they, I was like, what are you doing back here? Like, why are they all following me? I'm like, what? And, uh, and one of the guys is like, honey, you're like a Pied Piper. Whatever you said, they're just going to go with you because you just have this thing. And I'm like, okay, but I don't know the thing is, but rock yeah. on, thanks. So <laughs> it took me until I finally saw it to be able to even know what I was doing to justify leaving a job. So all the way up until then was my exploratory period. So I would say this, just because you have a burning desire, just because you have the gift, does not mean that you're in the season yet, maybe, for that next step, possibly, okay? I humbly, I don't know all this for fact. This is my opinion. I would wait until it feels like a birthing pain where you, you cannot stay where you are because stick it out as long as you can, stack your coins, but also gleam as much as you can because God might have you working for that Taco Bell because what you're learning and dealing with that jacked up boss I was trying to use my words carefully is what you need in your business because you're going to have a future employee because we glamorize that entrepreneurship so much and I think there's a lot of shaming with people on social media like like you're weak if you have a nine to five like no it's not for everyone I need certain people to stay in their jobs so I can like have someone there when I call the police or whatever you know like don't ever quit 
but be patient in that season. Be patient in your season of cultivation because I think that the greatest entrepreneurs are the people who have experienced a pain point because what you sell is a solution to the pain points or you answer a question that is had. So if you have not experienced going through the questioning phase, you're not gonna be that great with answering phase. And if you have not gone through the um, pain point, you're not going to very well be able to give solutions because you haven't even found the solutions. So for mm -hmm. me, mine was a solution and I was going through all the pain. So while on the outside, people were like, oh, you're there, you're there. I was like, I was not there until summer of, of, of um, 2020. And it was the perfect, and, it, and God opened the door so beautifully. And he told my boss, you know, had my boss say, the door is open if you ever want to come back. Like he let me leave gracefully. It wasn't like, I'm out of here, biatch. You know, it wasn't yeah. an ugly <laughs> departure where I'm burning fence bridges. And my previous former employee is now my client. So I make a little extra side money by doing reels for him because I am all about social media. So I'm telling you, when it's God's timing, don't let anyone pressure you. His timing, he's such a gentleman. And this is the difference. Don't, don't not do it because of fear. Remember we said that's the biggest red flag. If it's fear pushing you, don't. But if it's because you don't feel ready, that's two different things. You're both, in both situations, you're waiting. But one, you're waiting because you're scared to move forward. The other one is, I don't feel that, that, birthing pain yet that that birthing inkling you know to want to do it or for guys you never have that it's like using the restroom you, no one has to tell you you just know when it's time to use the restroom right so mm -hmm. keep working on your craft don't feel like there's a certain time period that you need to be and the last piece i will give you is don't try to give yourself a timeline of how things are going to happen you can give yourself a goal but don't give yourself a timeline by which you punish yourself because if you have expectations and they are not met, it is crushing to your soul. You think you about to write that book and you that first day you put it on the shelf, it's gonna fly off the shelf. And if you sell two copies, you're gonna be devastated as opposed to going, dude, I, I sold two copies. So <laughs> give yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's something.